Hey guys, my name is Alex, and you're listening to the Thousand Movie Project Podcast. Listening more specifically to an episode about a new obsession of mine, which is thrifting. Thrifting. The thrifting fascination came about because, as I've mentioned sort of loosely over the past couple months, I quit my job back in October and took a stab at just, like, freelance writing, editing, tutoring, proofreading. I wanted to take a stab at doing that full-time, but it, it seems to be impossible. And I don't, I'm sure it's something about my approach, but mainly I was focusing on these online platforms like Upwork and Readsy and Fiverr and Wiseend. These are little marketplaces where people go and they put out whatever help they need in the realm of writing and editing, and then you submit your credentials and you make a pitch and you say, I can get it done for this price in this amount of time, and they read it and, uh, yeah, maybe they take you on, maybe they don't. I made many, many, many proposals. I only got one gig, it was not well paying, but I did get another editing gig. I helped edit, I helped to assemble an ebook. I'll be doing an episode about that ebook. It is by Steve Donahue, who has been on the show many times before. It is a collection of all of his pieces about presidential biographies, and uh, yeah, I will get to that eventually. But so, over these past two months of just, like, pursuing work very doggedly, not being able to find it, I was strapped for cash, and so I started looking around my apartment at things that I had brought with me here to this studio, where I live with Marie, from my Little Havana apartment. Things that I had brought to Little Havana from my childhood home. And a lot of it was shit that, like, I did not use, had no interest in, but I was holding on to it because I think, as I think everybody does, I was like, you know what? Someday, this is gonna be valuable. I don't really know what I was thinking when I was clinging to this shit for years and years and years and letting it occupy so much space. And I remember talking when I was moving out of my last apartment on this podcast about, like, I was clearing shit out, I was throwing out huge fucking hefty bags of bullshit every day. And as the room became, like, increasingly clean, increasingly spacious, like it had a fucking conspicuous influence on my disposition. Sort of the, the colloquial way I've seen it put again and again on Reddit and on Twitter is never underestimate the extent to which a clean room can unfuck your mind. So I'm looking around at all this shit that I've been telling myself, oh, someday it'll be valuable, someday it'll be valuable, and you know what? Now is a time where I could use some valuable things and sell them. So I sold two old Pokemon Game Boy games, I sold two different generations of Game Boy, and I sold this, like, Stephen King collector's box thing that I had received as a gift when I was 13. I put it all up on eBay, and it sold for about 300-something dollars. But when I was Googling, like, how do I do this? Are there certain strategies I should observe when it comes to posting on eBay? I found on YouTube several channels from several, like, 
just professional eBay business owners who all have videos about sort of how to place yourself strategically on eBay. But for the most part, what these people tend to have are videos about their job as a reseller. They are full-time resellers, which means that they go to thrift stores and flea markets and garage sales. They buy things for like pennies on the dollar. Usually they dust it up or clean it up somehow. And then they flip it on eBay for like four or 500% markup. And it has fucking enchanted me. I am so delighted. Obviously, like, it was thrilling that I just grabbed these useless things from around the apartment and I flipped them and had a bunch of money suddenly. But seeing that so many people were able to, like, make a living just doing this day after day after day is really inspiring. And, like, it helps with my disposition. Because I learned something about myself when, surprisingly, last week, I got a job. When it became clear after about six weeks that, like, I was not going to be able to swing it as a full-time freelancer, that I probably wasn't ever going to get even a single gig as a full-time freelancer, I started applying again to restaurants. And dude, what a fucking humbling experience, because I didn't want to go through just through the normal route of going onto their website and filling out the application, because it takes a long time. That sounds like very lazy, but it just feels useless, because what they ask on all these websites is that you upload your resume, and then once you've uploaded your resume, they send you to the next page where you're supposed to fill out a resume. And then once they have two versions of your resume, they just never reach out to you again, which I understand. But so in order to avoid that, I went to Lincoln Road and South Beach and I just went door to door to every restaurant and asked if they were hiring servers. I would say 92% of them said, oh, just go online. Just, they, oh, maybe there's applications, go online. But a few of them were kind enough to just say no. Anyways, I applied to all these restaurants and then I started getting really into flipping, started entertaining the idea of like, like, hey, why don't I try to pursue this as like a, at least a part-time gig? And then I got a phone call from a very, very, very upscale restaurant on South Beach to which I had applied just like I called, I left a voicemail. I said, hey, I see you had a listing. You needed a cashier, whatever. So they called me back, called me in for an interview that same day, went to the interview. It was great. There were giggles. Everyone, everything was accommodating. It looked like this was going to be fucking solid. Now, it was a cashier job, it was only going to pay $17 an hour, but I was thinking like, fuck, I'll do this shit part-time, and then I will part-time work my way up on eBay, and we'll see if I can do the thrift thing, the reseller thing. So my first day of work was supposed to be the, the evening after that interview, and they told me I needed to get a haircut and trim my beard. So the next morning, I got in my car, and I started driving on a very busy freeway off of Miami Beach toward Brickell Avenue, so I could get a haircut where I normally get a haircut, but then I fucking blew a tire. And I was parked on the shoulder of the freeway for fucking 90 minutes with semis going by at 70 miles an hour, like two feet from my shoulder. It was a long sphincter tightening experience in which I had time to think. And what I was thinking about was, fuck, I, yeah, I have to go to work after this. I'm gonna get my car towed to a place where I can get a new tire because I don't have a donut, and then I gotta go to this new job. And yes, I was grateful to have a new job, and I was somewhat excited. I had a vibe it was gonna be, you know, a pleasant atmosphere, but I was just dreading it, dreading it shitlessly thinking like, fuck, wouldn't it be better to stay at home and work on the podcast or even flip some shit? So the tow truck comes, tows me to a tire place. The tire's gonna cost $180. So then I go down the road and I get a haircut. Haircut costs $50. I get dressed and ready for work, hop in an Uber that takes me to the fancy, fancy restaurant. The Uber costs $10. Get out, I go inside, present myself to the head of HR, and she just looks at me mortified. She says, you were supposed to shave off your whole beard. 
And I was like, oh, the, the ladies who interviewed me said I just had to trim it like really short. So I did. And she was like, no, it was supposed to be the whole beard. And then she called the manager in and the manager stood there and he folded his arms and he looked me up, not just at my beard, up and down, a thorough appraisal of my body. And after a moment, he said, hey, why don't you go next door, buy a razor, come back and you can shave your beard off in the bathroom. And as I was telling Marie, like, this is the kind of shit that makes me realize how naive I am. Because when he pitched to me the idea of going next door, buying a razor, coming in and shaving my beard in, in the restaurant bathroom, my first response was like, I kinda don't wanna do that. Like, I, I, but, but sounding like a kid, like in my head, like a kid who has to do something he doesn't wanna do. And so I try to like think really fast and then I'm like, oh, well, I, I would, but I haven't, I haven't used a razor in like 10 years. So I'm like, I need to use the electric at my house and like, then I'll, sh yeah, I need, let me, let me just start tomorrow. And then when I got home and I told the story to Marie, she was like, yeah, it doesn't sound super cool. And then I told the story to my friend Bob and he was like, yeah, it doesn't sound super cool. And also like, I don't want to fucking shave my beard. I'd feel weird. Also, I don't think Marie would ever touch me again. A lot of you like know me and have known me for a long time. I don't think you've ever seen me without a beard. There's like pictures on Facebook, but basically I have a chin that is like, it's like God was making a bird. And then he was like, hey, you know what? Fuck it, a boy, I'll make a boy. And then he took the beak he'd already made and he just moved it down and gave in that that's my chin. And also like, I don't know, it's just fucking, yeah. I didn't feel comfortable. So I sent him an email and I was like, hey, I didn't realize I'd have to shave my whole beard, and I felt a little uncomfortable, frankly, when you guys pulled me into the office and asked me to go next door and buy a razor and shave it, like, right there. It's all the more incentive, I guess, to, like, try hard with the thrifting thing, and also to, like, go to the bottom of the barrel and start, like, applying to retail, which was my... which was the choice of last resort. But anyways, I decided, as a fucking new part-time thrifter to do a little experiment, see what I could pull off by going not just to Goodwill, but to the Goodwill Outlet in Alapata, Florida. The Goodwill Outlet is like open air. It's a giant open air facility. It's basically a big warehouse full of tubs. And the big blue plastic tubs are filled with unsifted clothing, electronics, books, fucking houseware, pots and pans. And I went there and I sifted through that shit for two hours. It was really hot smelled a little like urine. And when you're going through those bins, you find like soiled underwear, bras. I don't think it's that people are, are consciously giving their undergarments to goodwill. I think it's more that like they just pick up a drawer, they pull a drawer out of a dresser and dump it into a bag and send it to goodwill and they don't realize that they've got like tidy whities and panties in there. But dude, I fucking would not doubt that some of those tidy whities and panties sell for money. It was an interesting experience. You buy your clothes by the pound there. Every book is 50 cents. Every DVD is 50 cents. And when you go up to the counter, there's a shopping cart on a leash and the leash is tethered to the, to the counter. You put your clothes in the cart and someone navigates that little cart onto a scale. And then they subtract the weight of the cart from the number that appears on the scale. And you pay for that much uh, clothing or whatever it is. So I got 10 garments for you know, 14.50, I think. Put them up on eBay. It has not been quite 24 hours and I haven't sold a one of them. And I don't know, like I've, I'm, I've, I'm excited about it. I think good things might come of this, maybe not. But in order to preserve my energy and my enthusiasm about it, I'm going to do it deliberately as a part-time thing. I'm not gonna dive into this full bore. So if you're interested in following that narrative of my thrifting quest, I'm gonna post a link to my eBay 
Play Store in the in the show notes here. If you have an eye for clothes and you look at that listing and you're like, hey, this should not be priced at X amount, it should be X, Y, or Z, go b- by God, please tell me. Anyways, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time.